Welcome to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us here this week on the Crude Life Week in Review. What a great show we have in store for you this week. We talk with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, gives an update on the Davis Refinery. That's the refinery being constructed out in the Bakken oil field, Belfield, North Dakota, actually, to be a little bit more specific. Also, some news from Meridian. They recently announced a second refinery down in Texas, the Permian Basin as well. So congratulations to uh, the Meridian Energy Group with their recent refinery announcements. And, of course, back to the Bakken where we're going to be talking with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, in just a moment or two about the Davis Refinery being constructed in Belfield, North Dakota, close to major transportation, distribution arteries, and uh, it's, uh, it's getting closer, folks. It's getting closer. Speaking about getting closer, boy, we're less than a month away from the 7th Annual Bakken Barbecue, June 14th in Dickinson, North Dakota. I will be the master of ceremonies. That's right, Jason Spies will be the master of ceremonies. But this week, we have Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin with the Bakken Barbecue. They talk about kind of some of the prizes, some of the sponsors. We talk a little Make-A-Wish, a little, you know, around the horn, if you will, give you an idea about what to expect this year at the 7th Annual Bakken Barbecue. Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin, co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, coming up a little later in the program. Jeff Kummer as well with MineralTracker.com. He discusses their technology tracking minerals, uh, the rights in the Bakken, as well as their free mobile app that they have now for uh, mineral people, mineral enthusiasts, if you will. I mean, you're talking about valuations, audits, asset data. So it goes beyond just the people who own the mineral rights. So Jeff Kummer with MineralTracker.com coming up a little later in the program. Great story, North Dakota family, North Dakota business. They're doing some terrific work there at uh, MineralTracker.com. And then Jeff Simon with the Western Dakota Energy Association gives us an update on the recent regulation in the state of Washington and how that's impacting the transportation of crude oil from the Bakken oil fields. So now that they have got have some new legislation out there, Jeff Simon gives us a little bit of an update on how that's going to affect the Bakken oil field, the producers, and those people who are expecting Bakken crude and uh, where they're going to get it from if they don't get it from Puget Sound, I guess. So, All right, we've got a full show today. Holy smokes, I'm looking at our guests. We've got quite the lineup. Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkin, Jeff Kummer, MineralTracker.com, and Jeff Simon with the Western Dakota Energy Association. But let's get to our interview right now with William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group on the Davis Refinery. Zoning people, I've talked to Billings County commissioners, I've talked to local residents, and everybody seems to be moving ahead. And then all of a sudden you get someone in South Carolina that's got a problem and we got to do something about it. Are you guys just about fed up or what? <laughs> I guess is probably my question. Um, anyway. Well, you know, we get these stories once in a while and, you know, people are out there looking for things to report about. And so when somebody files another appeal or something like that, or expresses a concern, uh, people are, people know that, there's an interest in hearing about the Davis refinery, so you'll get a story. Um, I kind of look at it as an opportunity to tell our side again. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get kind of tired of going over the same points all the time, uh, especially when it's, you know, it, it, like a, this recent appeal on the air quality permit. Um, 
you know, we get frustrated by that, and I just wonder why, you know, the same set of facts needs to be looked at over and over and over again. But again, you know, it's another opportunity for us to brag about how clean this refinery is. Uh, it just recently came up that, you know, somebody was very concerned about air pollution at, at the park. And, you know, I nobody paid attention when we brought this up the first time a couple of years ago, but it's very simple to run the numbers and determine that air pollution from the, you know, 700,000 or so cars that visit the TR National Park every year, that air pollution is by far greater than the air pollution that will be caused by the refinery. Um, people are astonished to hear that, but it, it gives us an opportunity to put it in perspective that, yes, this is a brand new kind of refinery, and it does not emit even one-tenth of the emissions of any other refinery in the country on a per-barrel capacity basis. Um, it's more like the amount of pollution from uh, seven or eight uh, uh, pump jacks out in the oil field. Uh, it's just a very clean plant, and uh, we can prove that it's that clean. I'll tell you, I think the oil and gas is in a very unique position right now in, in the timeline of everything because, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, the oil and gas industry has been in a tough position because they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. They're one of the kings of the economy. And so the big guy always gets picked on if they're trying to do good or whatever. And so um, the way the <clears throat> the way environmentalism has gone, the, the, the drive behind it is I feel so confident in saying it's now gotten to a religious status to where you have enough people blindly following it without really giving any depth of thought behind it to where you actually at that remember the Dapple protest, there was rubber bullets fired and the, um, the old veterans got on the other side. So you got, you know, m military type environments. So the, the, the holy war drums are beaten type thing. So when I look at it, though, the reason I say it's become like a blind, a blind type following is a lot of these protesters are not actually trying to help the planet. They're just pointing fingers and <clears throat> pointing at problems and, you know, drinking Keurig coffees and texting on their iPhones and driving their electric cars. Electric cars are powered by coal. iPhones take about 28 rare minerals that, you know, that mining on the earth is not, you know, that type of thing. So, the whole new wave of environmentalism is based on just ridiculousness, in my opinion, to where I think the oil and gas industry has a great opportunity right now to say, we're the only ones saving the planet. We're the only ones trying to help the planet because everyone else is just pointing fingers and not doing anything about it. So I, 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 like, I love what you guys are doing because this is one of those examples of here's the oil and gas industry truly saving the planet. Because you know as well as I do, what's going to happen is this is going to have a reverse ripple effect, and you're going to see a lot of refineries over time, say over the next 10 years, implementing roots and seeds of your guys' technology into their plants. Am, am I out of line for saying that, or is that kind of what you see? You've been in this business a long time, and they constantly seem about self-correction in my mind. Well, you know, I... Yeah, I've been in the energy business my entire career, and I've not always been proud of the facilities I've worked on. And that was part of what I wanted to accomplish here at Meridian and, and the rest of my colleagues here. 
we want to do this in, in the right way. And, and we consider ourselves uh, missionaries, if you will, that you can take the, the uh, conventional energy business and make it green. Um, you know, it's one thing to be in here swinging and trying to make things happen that are, that are going to clean things up. And it'd be nice to get some advice and help once in a while. And then, like you point out, you know, you get a lot of people that observe what we're doing and then jump in their SUV to drive to a meeting to call us a bunch of criminals for building a refinery. Um, you know, it just, it, it lacks credibility. And I think a lot of the people that we are hearing from as opponents are somewhat hypocritical. It's been my view looking at what we're going to do to change this industry, that if you are an environmental... And that was William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, check out our social media, 350,000 followers on our network, thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab and check out our entire network from the Facebooks to the YouTubes. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Week in Review. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. No one in the world would ever take you for a killer With your ponytail and your baby blue eyes Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool here and joining us this week. Tiffany Steiner, Jackie Jenkins are the next guests. They are the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, happening June 17th in Dickinson, North Dakota, the 7th Annual Bakken Barbecue. This is Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkins. It's the desserts. It's the, it's the full menu. It's the full menu that is provided from cornbread to beans to, to coleslaws to different salads to... Uh, there's usually some sort of, uh, like I said, desserts from brownies to fruit cups. Cakes and I know another company does cotton candy and snow cones and someone did ice cream last year. So there really is no limit to what people come up with. They, they are great at finding unique things. And I think that's the fun part when you see the amount of work they put into their menu. It's not, you know, they're not just doing hot dogs or whatever. Um, well, I remember one year, one year there was a really long line, and I can't remember the name of the company, but they, they had guacamole, and boy, people were lined up for that guacamole, and they just, you know, and that has nothing to do with barbecue. Yeah, that was AH out of Kildare. They did such an amazing job last year. I mean, uh, Memo, I know Memo personally, and uh, he just went above and beyond. I think they made tacos or uh, carne asada tacos, I believe if I recall correctly. You do, yes, and, that's right. It was, it was really kind of a, a Mexican theme to the, to, the, uh, to the grilling process. But, yeah, they were grilling up chicken and carne asada. Exactly. And they had just yeah. amazing guacamole. 
Man. Now I'm really hungry again. I know There's I am lunch, too. But now I'm hungry for tacos. I'm thinking so. about it. But there are three, possibly four spots if everybody wants to squeeze in yep. or the fire code makes it okay, whatever that fourth one might open up to be. But uh, so they can just contact you guys either through Facebook or LinkedIn or uh, the Bach and Barbecue social media sites to get in touch with that. And um, talk to me a little bit about uh, s- some of the things that people can expect this year. We mentioned sawdust. We mentioned a $20 uh, entry fee. We mentioned a, a, a raffle. But uh, didn't we talk about the kitty corner being expanded? Because you mentioned it's hard to keep track of the kids, and there's just as many kids as adults there. There is. And what's really cool this year, we have Renegade Services that they're one of our top sponsors, but they are also making little goodie bags for every child that comes. I'm sure, you know, if they run out, they run out, Um, but they're doing a couple hundred, and I think it's going to be really cool. Um, I know they were talking about doing a water gun and kind of stuff like that, so every kid that will come will also get a gift bag on top of multiple jumping castles, and we have the shooting range from Mule Deer, and the fire department is bringing some sort of cool little water house um if i understand that correctly so i think it'll be really neat to see the couple things that we're adding and kids getting little gifts we want parents to be able to go and do try all this food and feel safe with their kids in the kitty corner seventh annual bach and barbecue june 14th 4 p.m to around 11 p.m is when it's scheduled to end it's uh twenty dollars for adults ten for children nine to fifteen eight and under are free event benefits make a wish north dakota tiffany steiner jackie jenkin co-founders on the line with us here uh how okay you want you sponsors we're still looking for always looking for sponsors uh you're looking for some cookers maybe three more uh, how about volunteers? Talk to me about the people that have been volunteering and the volunteers that you're looking for. I imagine you're looking for volunteers. I just assume everybody is in events like this. You know, we actually have a pretty good uh, group that continues to volunteer each year. Um, if there are more people interested in volunteering or getting involved, they can also reach out to us on social media or through our email, uh, bbq at hotmail.com. Uh, you know, and we can always put them to work. But um, another thing that we forgot to mention is this year's uh, Bach and Barbecue is pretty exciting for us. It lands on June 14th, which is also Flag Day. So it's going to be a patriotic party as well as a barbecue. I'm very curious about this to see what type of uh, food and what type of decorations that people are going to come up with. I'm fairly certain there's going to be a few booths that'll incorporate some kind of uh, red, white, and blue theme into their cooking. I'm fairly certain of that. Yeah, I think so. I think you'll see a lot of red, white, and blue. Um, It's always fun to see what the companies come up with for costumes and food. And they always do such a great job going along with our themes every year. So I know um, a lot of them are pretty excited for this year. Who doesn't love red, white, and blue? Let's talk a little uh, Bach and Bravado before we wrap up here. Uh, past winners, current winners, uh, different categories that uh, you guys are giving away because there, there's judges. Uh, there's a is it a trophy that you guys have? Yes. So we do first, second, and third, and people's choice. 
So the judges will decide the first, second, and third. Um, and then we will have the public decide people's choice by putting a raffle ticket or a ticket into a bucket um, at their company. So don't forget to vote um, because it is a huge thing. I know a lot of these companies go above and beyond. Um, and they truly do enjoy getting that people's choice or an award. Um, I know a lot of them have it in their office. If you walk in, you'll see it when you go up front. Uh, 2018 winners, uh, first place was Wyoming Casing. Second place was Lean Drilling Services. And third place was Ion Field Services and Zeman Trucking. Um, you know, these companies do an amazing job. And not only the winning companies, but the companies that also don't take home a trophy. Last year we had uh, Martin Construction cook 74 racks of ribs and uh, ran out of food about 745 G-style transportation at a Williston served about 200 pounds of baby back ribs and probably 10 to 15 pounds of homemade pasta. So you these know, companies go all out. You know, I, I forgot about Team Martin as well because not only was there a line for that guacamole over at um, AH's booth, but um, Team Martin had a big line for that spicy corn, I remember. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, so I, just hint, hint, Team Martin, if you're you know going to make it again, that'd be cool. We'd be okay with that. That's a, and, and, you know, you can use blue corn. There you go, red, white, and blue. You got the red peppers, the blue corn, white, that's, it all makes, white onions. There you go. It all makes sense to me. So, all right, Wyoming casing, Leem drilling, Ion Field Services, and is it Zeman Trucking? Zyman Trucking. Zeman. Zeman Trucking. Okay. And uh, first, second, and third place winners last year. The Bakken Bravado is up for grabs this year. Another, oh, less than a month left for Wyoming Casing to enjoy that Bakken Barbecue Trophy. And then it's on the line for a new champion this year for the Bakken Barbecue. This is going to be exciting. Um, how, about your, uh, how about your guys' group? You know, you guys have had a pretty close group together and a committee and everything like that. So take a moment and, and uh, get, give some recognition to the folks that really make this happen. Yeah, Jackie and I could not be more proud of our group. We have a 16-person committee, and we meet about once a month, once or twice a month, and everyone has their duties that they do. Um, but the biggest thing is we could not do this without them. I mean, this event has turned into a very large event, and we all work in separate areas now. Um, so we are actually meeting today, here later today, to go over everything we need since we are less than a month out. But we truly appreciate everything our committee has done and that they continue to do for us because they make our event possible to go on every year. And we better wrap up here with kind of a uh, summary of important information. So if uh, one of you two or the both would like to just kind of summarize the event for people that so that they can know, you know, the time, date, cost, event, all that different stuff. All right. The, uh, our seventh annual Bakken Barbecue is on June 14th at the West River Ice Rink parking lot. It starts at 4 p.m. and goes till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. It is $20 for adults, $10 for children 9 to 15, and 8 and under are free. We do have live music from Sawdust. We will have a live auction and raffle prizes. So come to the barbecue for $20, all you can eat. That was Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkin, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, giving an update on the 7th annual Bakken Barbecue, June 14th in Dickinson, North Dakota. Flag Day. 
Also, to listen to full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, go to thecrudelife.com. Thecrudelife.com. We also have social media, Facebook, YouTube's, all the different networks we've got is on the crudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. You'll see all the different links right there. 350,000 people when you add up our entire network. My name is Jason Spies, and this is The Crude Life Week in Review. So bright in candlelight. Oh, 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 oh. Gillette, Wyoming. The energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feed straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp. and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free, and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. I've been moving around a lot these days From apartment to apartment State to state And it doesn't really matter where I go there's only one place I could call my home. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Jeff Cummer with MineralTracker.com. Jeff Cummer, Mineral Tracker. Appreciate you joining the program today. Wanted to get an update on that app you teased about in the last uh, time we spoke. And, and uh, well, you didn't tease about You just told me about it. So I thought I'd circle back and get an update on on this uh, free app that people can get and some information and that sort of thing. Also an update on mineraltracker.com. And then I want to ask you about Crown Energy Group as well. But let's start off with that app. Give us an update how people can find it and, and get it on their mobile devices. Sure. Thanks, Jason. We've been um, developing Mineral Tracker at a fever pitch for eight, nine months now. And just trying to keep up with all of the good suggestions that our users are making. Hey, can you do this? It'd be cool if the app can do this, etc. So we've continued to develop Mineral Tracker, and we have big plans for the remainder of this year. Our our big initiative right now is that we are taking Mineral Tracker to the App Store, and so we hope that by the end of this summer our users will be able to go out to the App Store or the Android equivalent, 
download Mineral Tracker and have it on their phone as they would any other app. And with that, they'll have access to auditing their revenue monthly, and they'll have access to our map. And I'm telling you that our map is, um, is something that's really driving people to Mineral Tracker to see their wells on a map, to see all of the wells. Um, we're working on getting surface ownership layered in there. And so the best part of all of that is that our basic version and this app will be absolutely free. And so anyone that's being paid monthly royalties, our goal is to support the mineral owner. They will be able to download it for free, no excuses, and go out there and use this tool. Mineraltracker.com. Jeff Kummer is our guest. Also, this app is going to have some benefits for people who don't own minerals, correct? That's correct. The mapping feature really is, is good for anybody that wants to um, search around and see what's going. You can see where drilling rig locations are currently. You can see where there's new permitted wells. You can see the horizontal well bores across western North Dakota, which for anybody that hasn't seen that picture before is pretty remarkable to see all of those sticks, we call them, or the horizontal well bores in the Bakken and Three Forks scattered all across western North Dakota. So just for that alone, um, I think it'll be a handy tool for even those that may not be fortunate or blessed with the mineral rights themselves. Coming into the summer months, I always like to check in how the parent companies are doing. Uh, you guys, parent company, Crown Energy Group, is that correct? That's correct. How, how's business going and, and what are you guys up to these days? Well, you're right. Crown Energy Group is our is our parent company. Mineral Tracker is one of the the businesses, uh, you know, that was spawned out of Joel Brown and I's startup of Crown Energy Group. And our mission with Crown is simply to provide support to mineral owners. And we've seen that take on many different aspects or scopes of work, if you will. Um, we've helped people um, audit their interest, make sure they're being paid appropriately, help them value their asset um, help them do title work to make sure that, you know, hey, I think I own something here, but I'm not getting paid on it. So help them with that title work. Um, so it, it takes takes multiple forms on the different things that we do. But at the root of it, if you are a mineral owner, if you're being paid royalties and you have questions, Mineral Trackers become the front door to our services to go sign up for Mineral Tracker. And then through that, you have access to Joel and I and our growing team here in Watford City to help you answer those specific questions. So we've seen that business continue to take off. Uh, we're bringing on our fourth person here um, next week. So the business is growing. Um, people are hearing about Mineral Tracker thanks to good programs like this. And um, that's our goal is just to get out there and let people know that there is a resource. Uh, we're not attorneys, we're not landmen, we're not mineral buyers. We are petroleum engineers that have worked in the industry that have changed our focus from industry to support of mineral owners. To me, I like this story because it's one of those shovels and pick stories that people don't think about. I mean, everybody thinks about the tangible you know, f fracking uh, equipment and the giant wrenches that they use out on the well sites. But when you start talking about intellectual property, you start talking about the, the kind of intangible things, which is the layering of 
data. I mean, it, I understand it becomes tangible in the end, but in the beginning, it starts out as just an idea and a bunch of data that you basically put together in a new way, you know, much like notes in a song or colors in a painting, you know, there's an art behind it. So that's one of the things I truly like about what you guys are doing there is you're growing your company in such an organic way that this is really one of those feel-good stories that people can embrace because this mineraltracker.com is going to become one of those one of those stories that you read about one day and you think, where did they come from? Because really, you guys are going to explode out of nowhere once this exponential data, data just takes off at a rate that's beyond control. Did, did, did we get too deep in the shallow end here on that one, or did I make any sense? Because <laughs> I see where you guys are going with this, and it's genius. It's brilliant. Well, we appreciate that, and we're making a big bet on it. Um, Joel and I have built this organically, you know, with our own money, with our own ideas, and it continues to make sense because there is such a large demographic of people that are receiving these monthly royalties from oil companies, not just in North Dakota, but throughout the country, and they are underserved, in my opinion, in our opinion, and we're providing this tool um, to them. So we expect that kind of growth that you um, mentioned. We're, we're cautiously optimistic, uh, but I think the proof is in the pudding. The business continues to grow, which gives us, um, you know, the, the ideas to, to keep growing with it and to keep injecting money um, into delivering a product that is the best for the most people. Well, one of the things that I saw that validated it is when we posted uh, our interview from before the time, I think it was the one before we did uh, on social media and someone commented from the Permian down in Midland about how cool this was and, you know, is this going to come down to the Permian, et cetera. And I thought this is where the opening it up to people who are not the mineral owners is genius behind this because when you got people in other shale plays that are asking for this and are signing up for it, uh, to me, the next logical step, I don't know if you're doing it or not, or if it's the, if, if I'm letting a cat out of a bag here, but it's the selling of the minerals because if you're, if you're taking care of the mineral owners and you got the information in there and then you're opening it up to anybody because of the map and some of the layered information and data. To me, it seems the selling of it is going to make sense because if other people in other shale plays are already paying attention to it, there's an audience there that is very targeted and very focused. You're right. The, the mineral interest itself is a very valuable asset for people. We always come out of the gates saying that it's probably not the best idea to sell your minerals because you you hold them in perpetuity they're they're real estate and you don't maybe understand the future value of those likely no one understands the exact future value just look back 10 years and what we might have thought mineral rights were worth versus what they are today but however there are people that are in certain situations that um, are interested in selling their minerals. And let me tell you that there is a gigantic industry of mineral buyers in this country that are calling and sending letters and sending postcards and emailing every day 
we witness it because our clients bring us those letters, our clients direct those phone calls to us, and um, it's pretty remarkable. And it's because it's a valuable asset. So because there's so many people out there trying to buy minerals, it tells you that there's minerals being sold or else there wouldn't be an industry. So we found ourselves, again, in a unique situation focused on our mission of supporting mineral owners. And that was Jeff Kummer with MineralTracker.com. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit TheCrudeLife.com. That's TheCrudeLife.com. When you're there, also check out our social media, TheCrudeLife.com. Click on the social media tab and check out our YouTubes, the Facebooks, all the different links. 350,000 followers we have, energy enthusiasts, right there at the social media tab on thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is The Crude Life We Can Review. All the memories come falling down on me Every time I roll back to town Every time I roll back around Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. You can run from the wintertime. In the midnight black Hope coming up behind you Teeth in your neck Snow on the road like the fingers of a ghost Wind is crying through a crack in the window Welcome back to The Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for joining us this week here at The Crude Life Week in Review. Coming up next, Jeff Simon with the Western Dakota Energy Association. Uh, you know what the, a lot of the states are trying to do is just to get a handle on it right now. I think North Dakota pretty much knows where they are. I mean, the drilling just started here in the 1950s, so uh, you know they have a pretty good handle on it. But some of these other states, I mean, these are these are pre-turn of the century, and I'm talking the 1800s to 1900s turn of the century wells that have been there for more than 100 years. Uh, but you know, if they haven't been you know properly plugged, they're they're a hazard and a lot of these states are still trying to get a handle on that. It's kind of remarkable. I saw that um, EERC, the Energy Environment Research Center, was represented down at the conference, too. What were they talking about? Yeah, well, Jay Almley was there. From oh, it was EERC. Jay, okay. Jay, uh, Jay leads the project uh, called iPipe, uh, Integrated Pipeline uh, Technology. I can't recall exactly the acronym, but it's uh, you know it's using technology to identify and to prevent um, possible leaks, pipeline leaks. That's really the target of it. You know, it's this kind of shark tank sort of uh, 
project where they look at some of the best ideas and then fund them through the Oil and Gas Research Council here in partnership with, I think they have eight different industry partners now, looking at ways to, um, you know, to prevent pipeline leaks to, you know, I mean, pipelines are 99.999, something like that percent safe, but there's, you know, there's always an issue. So they're looking at uh, technology and ways to do that. It's a, it's a really a fantastic project and they've, uh, they've got some, you know, promising prospects to, you know, to, to identify these leaks before they happen, looking at pipe integrity and, and uh, some things like that. They've got golf ball-sized probes. They can actually, you know, they're sensors that go through the pipe, and then when they bring them out, they're full of data that can uh, be interpreted to, uh, you know, to identify potential hazards. They're using satellites. Uh, there's a company called Satellitics. Uh, it's, it's really quite fascinating, and it's a growing project. It's a multi-year project, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to go on for a little while longer. Anything about big data going on? Because a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, of course, leads to big data, big data, however you want to describe yeah. it. That's been a term in the industry for about five years. It's um, it's growing, you know, and, and you know how, how it goes. That stuff's exponential. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we just might start hearing about it as the new normal is just that sort of thing. Much like how the UAS, UAV talk has been going, you know, pr- pretty soon we're going to be able to pinpoint specific you know blight on a potato plant and a little remote sensored real-time robot will go out and perfume mist the potato blight and that that, that'll save a small fortune on pesticides and everything else uh how how advanced is the big data talk i guess was there any of that talk down there just from what you were saying just i was going oh well there's layering in big data right now yeah yeah they really are yeah Yeah. a lot of the companies talked about their it efforts and and modernizing their database some of them are using you know relatively old technology um, and um, they're looking uh, the, the regulators are looking at you know I think um, a lot of your listeners Jason are probably familiar with the frack focus website where you know they, they kind of built a clearinghouse on hydro hydraulic fracturing technology and and disposal and all sorts of information well the, the oil and gas regulators are looking at building a database of Kind of best regulatory practices to, to kind of get a handle on this, what they're doing in terms of using technology and, and uh, analyzing data to, uh, to spot trends, perhaps. And, you know, uh, it's, it's all fascinating. Technology is, you know, we all know it's growing exponentially and it's, it's a continuing challenge to kind of keep a handle on it. But it's definitely a, definitely a talk among uh, the industry regulators. Well, for me, it's it's the validation of, and you know this because you were around back in the day of when the John Gibsons of One Oaks and the Harold Hams and the James Volkers of uh, of um, Whiting would make an, you know regular appearances out to the Bakken and, and talk about the paradigm shift happening in oil and gas. This was back in 2014, probably maybe 2013, where they were openly just saying this is a paradigm shift that's going on. And this big data, big data is part of that because what you're talking about now is next year or the year after, all of a sudden at the click of a button, you're going to have all this regulation data just at the, like I said, at the click of a button that you're going to make these decisions in real time for people. It's going to be amazing over the next two, three years, what's going to happen in oil. I don't think people understand the industry is just in the infant stages right now. (laughs) Well, true. And and that that especially, I think, applies to completion technology totally absolutely some major major changes i mean just in the past uh, two three years here 
Um, you know, there are, there are wells, and uh, granted, it's good geology in North Dakota that they're dealing with, but there are companies that are bringing on wells that are that are unbelievably bringing 10,000 barrels per day of initial production. It's well, just an astonishing amount of oil that's coming out of, you know, you, you maybe have heard about that in an offshore well, but uh, for an onshore well to produce 10,000 barrels a day is remarkable, but it's just how far they've come with you know, completion technology and hydraulic fracturing, it's more precise. They know, you know, where the formation is. They stay in the heart of that formation. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. They're talking about, you know, right now, um, getting between recovery rates of 15 to 20%. And, you know, when EOR comes down the road, enhanced oil recovery in a decade or two, or, I mean, it's in the, it's in the development phase now, but, you know, uh, there's a day when we're going to get a whole lot more of the oil out of those formations. So we're the industry is going to last here in North Dakota for many decades to come. And that was Jeff Simon with the Western Dakota Energy Association. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, go to thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Check out our social media while you're there as well. 350,000 social media followers, energy enthusiasts. If you go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab from the YouTubes to the Facebooks to the LinkedIns, all the different social media networks. If you add them up, 350,000 plus followers here at thecrudelife.com. All right, that's going to do it this week, folks. I'd like to thank William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkin with the Bakken Barbecue, Jeff Kummer with MineralTracker.com, and, of course, Jeff Simon with the Western Dakota Energy Association for joining us this week here at the Crude Life Week in Review. Of course, to check out those interviews or exclusive interviews, go to thecrudelife.com and check out all the different offerings, the interviews, the different programs, all the different things we have there. All right. We'll be back next week at this time on this radio station, and I'd like to thank you folks for either downloading us Tuning us in on your favorite radio station here, or maybe you're checking out one of our podcasts that's available at iTunes. But either way, we'd like to thank you very much for checking us out and making us part of your content uh, selection. Very, very much we appreciate it. From the staff here at the Crude Life Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to keep calm and frack on. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Gillette, Wyoming. The energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the Industry Networking Dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feed straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. 
Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th. Hosted by Energy Solutions Corp. and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com.